All right, and we're live. Uh, hello and welcome, everybody, to episode 16 of uh, the Raiders Report. In a fitting continuation of last episode, today we're joined by Sean Altschiller, brother of Daniel, who was kind enough to join us on the last episode. Sean played four seasons with the Nubian Raiders, uh, including one with his brother, uh, and was part of the regular season and Bogart Cup championship winning team back in 11-12. Uh, he finished up his career playing NCAA with the Salve Seahawks in uh, Newport for four seasons. Um, he's been up to lots since then, and I'm sure we'll hear about it. Thanks for coming on, Sean, and uh, it's a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. Awesome. Um, well, listen, first thing I want to dive into, um, I like kind of this doubleheader episode thing we got going with your brother, <laughs> and then I got you on, so... I uh, appreciate you, both of you guys being able to come on, but um, I want to jump into, you know, you guys played, uh, obviously, I'm sure you guys grew up playing a lot together, but playing on the Nippian Raiders team um, must have been a pretty cool experience to have you guys both on there. How was that dynamic for you? Was that kind of hard or was it smooth sailing? Uh, no, it was awesome. Um, it was a lot of fun having him be on the same team as me. Never had the opportunity to play together before. Um, obviously, like I would go help him shoot during some of his goalie sessions and we'd be at camps together, but never really got to play on the same team. Um, we, we would play baseball little league together every other year um, because I have a later birthday. So the cutoffs were different times and it was two age groups. So um, I'd get to play with him every other year on baseball. So we got a little bit of a taste of being on the same team with that. Um, but being on the same junior team was awesome. Um, always having that little brother there is uh, pretty funny, especially as a goalie. So you could, shoot some pucks at him if yeah. you're a little bit. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a great experience. Yeah, would you say you kind of knew his, his weakness as a goalie because you, you shot on him a lot and maybe knew where to, where to go? And unfortunately for me, me in practice, but fortunate for us in the games, he didn't, he didn't have too many weaknesses. Uh, he's yeah. Pretty, pretty good goalie. Um, but I, I, I think I'd have a little bit more success against him when we do the shootouts than some of the other players just because oh, I shot yeah, him. For sure. So, uh, that's awesome. Um, so fill in the blanks for me. What have you been up to since your time with the Seahawks, which we'll get into, uh, a, a little later, but, um, what have you been up to? Uh, yeah, sure. So I was at Salve for four years. Then I came to New York and was in law school here. I went to Fordham university, uh, did my three years of law school, started working as a corporate attorney here in New York. And I've been working for the last almost two years. It'll be two years in October, um, as a corporate attorney here. Yeah, so it's funny because uh, you might, if you're listening to last episode and this episode, you might be getting a little deja vu. They're both lawyers, um, mm -hmm. both following in that path. Um, and we just chatted about it a little earlier, but um, super interesting that you guys both went down that path and kind of cool. You're, how would the, how do the parents like feel about that one? It must be pretty much pretty uh, impressive and proud of you guys for both getting uh, going down that path. Uh, yeah, they're they're pretty happy about it. I think always doing a little bit of extra schooling and a postgraduate degree was was something that they were hoping. There's obviously nothing ever um, forced on us, uh, but mm -hmm. happy that we're both doing well. He's living in Boston and and he just finished up his second year of law school. Um, he's already working at a firm, which is awesome. And I think he told you guys on the last podcast that he did, but he got to work at DraftKings um, in his first year summer which is also very cool so Super he's cool. going on the right um everything is working out working out pretty well and they're i'd like to think they're they're proud of us in the way that we're going about things with school oh i'm sure oh i'm absolutely sure they are um listen i'll, I'll jump into your time with the raiders uh, if that's cool with you 
Um, I know it's 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 almost pretty much well, it is a decade ago, but uh, hopefully you can jog your memory a little bit here. Um, how did you end up playing for the Raiders? Uh, yeah, I grew up in Nepean. Uh, was a Nepean minor hockey kid, and then ended up getting drafted by them and started playing in my 16 year old year. Well, I was, I was 15 at the time, still my birthday's November, uh, so started playing there um, right away, and it was it was a pretty awesome experience. The team was very good. There were a few guys that I knew already. Um, Andrew Kaloff had joined the team my first year and I grew up with him. He was just a year older than me. So it was nice knowing at least um, one friendly face there. Uh, but yeah, I was from then on just was playing there. And um, like you said, was there for four years. It was pretty awesome four years um, to be able to do that while I was in high school was cool. And then after graduating high school, that was also a great experience. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so you were there for a few seasons before moving on to NCAA. Um, how was your experience in the seasons leading up to your last year? Because I know that last year was, um, you know, a winning year. But did you feel a sort of a, like a, a, a rise in kind of the style of play? And did it kind of all finish up well in that last year for you? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, our team was incredible. Our last season when we won, I think you can go down the list and there were three guys, two of them still playing in the NHL, another guy that played some games in the NHL. Most guys played hockey after junior and the ones that didn't, they could have if they wanted to. Um, our team was unbelievable top through bottom. Um, like even our, our third goaltender played NCAA hockey afterwards. So it was a pretty amazing team. And I think practicing with those guys and the confidence that we had just gave more confidence to me. And as you got a little bit older, it's funny thing about it now. Like I felt like I was an old veteran at 19 years old and <laughs> that, quite a while ago. So, um, but it's, it's interesting. Your body also just matures so much from the time you're 15, 16 years old until you're 19, 20. So getting that maturity and also just being around that type of hockey versus playing minor hockey is way different. So just knowing kind of getting a little bit smarter, a little bit stronger, a little bit faster um, and having that confidence was definitely a big help for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, yeah, you mentioned the guy, you know, that team pretty stacked, you know, guys like Uyghur, Cowie, Hutton, um, you know, many, many others. Could you say that the chemistry of the group also maybe kind of went towards that, uh, that championship? Totally. Yeah. I mean, we were very, very close as a team. Uh, we were so close that we all did blonde mullets before the playoffs started. Oh, oh my goodness. It, it's only crazy if it doesn't work and we ended up winning. So it obviously worked and can't be that crazy. Um, but we were a great group. Everyone was bought in with their role. Um, you mentioned Craig and we got Ben at the, at the deadline and Mac was amazing for us. And the list goes on and on that Cowie line with um, Kenny Neal and Ryan McLean, they were unbelievable in every aspect they didn't people would just obviously look at the points that they scored but all three of them played penalty kill as well um mm. they were not afraid to mix it up kenny neal was our net front presence on the power play um which if you looked at him you wouldn't expect him to be that net front presence right. but he he would go toe to toe with the guy who's six foot six and not care at all so everyone was willing to uh, battle so when you see your first line doing that everyone else kind of has to, or they're not really going to play. So it was, it was an awesome experience. Everyone loved each other and that was really good. Yeah. That takes guts. And I'm sure it, it uh, gets everyone else going as well when, when you got guys yeah. doing that. So 
That's awesome. Um, yeah, you mentioned that you're kind of by, by, by your last season there, you're sort of, um, you could say veteran presence, you got the A. Um, did you kind of enjoy being in that environment and having that kind of veteran presence? Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, Craig was a great captain to have. We had three assistants um, on the team as well. So there was definitely, we were an older group too. Um, there were not, there were not, I don't think we had a 16 year old on the team, if I remember correctly. Um, and I think just a, a handful of 17 year olds. So we were, we were a pretty old team. So although like some people had letters, everyone else was a leader as well. There was no one that wasn't, really, that didn't really have any leadership that they brought with them. Like when Hutton came over um, at the end of the season, he obviously became a leader, even though he didn't have a letter. Um, so it was, it was pretty awesome to have everyone just be accountable when things, we didn't have too many rough patches in the season, but if there was a game or two where we had lost, um, it was pretty easy to write the ship because everyone was on board and just knows what we had to do. And no one was trying to do too much or trying to go out of their way to make anything difficult. We just stuck to it. Um, we knew we had good systems in place. Uh, Peter Goulet was a great coach. Buying into his systems was super important and everyone did, which was awesome. And obviously it ended up working out. Worked out pretty well. Yes, it did. Um, yeah, it's, it's good that, you know, there's obviously guys who, um, get letters and you have that presence, but yeah, there's, there's always someone on the team that's, everyone's doing their part and that's, uh, that's awesome. Um, you mentioned, you know, some, we mentioned some big guys on that team and you also mentioned that everyone played their part. Um, who's a guy that you think was maybe, uh, underrated on that team that maybe, maybe doesn't get the credit that they deserve? Um, well, I mean, it's, it's, kind of ridiculous to say, but I think Cowie was underrated, even though he had a hundred and something points and was our first penalty kill player. Um, he was definitely the engine that made the team run. His intangibles were awesome. Um, he should have been a division one player afterwards. Um, I don't know how to, how college is nitpicked and it wasn't able to do that for him, but he was incredible. Um, my line mate, Jamie Olivier, uh, we played most of the season together. I think he was, he was awesome. He was a year older than me. Um, and can't had come in just that year, but like you're talking about people that were leaders that didn't have uh, letters. He was a leader right away um, that he was great to have on the team. Great line mate. Another guy that just like bought in mm -hmm. um, the list goes on and on uh, of just players that we, we had so many good players that yeah. everyone was great. And like I was saying, if you go through the roster, like even we had guys that were, that would come in. Um, Dylan Brindamore came in and stole a couple games in the playoffs and he wasn't even the starter. Um, Mitch Hurley, he came into the playoffs when some guys got hurt and was immediately on the power play and was scoring goals. So it's guys would come in, step up. Um, I don't think, I think everyone, because of how good the team was, everyone was a little bit underrated and no one, if they mm -hmm. went on to a team, they would be a top player. Um, but just the nature like having Dalen Hedges and Brent Norris on our second line, um, yeah. <laughs> quotes there uh is pretty crazy to think about but there was no real it was one a one b with our top two lines then the rest of the way through guys mm -hmm. just did the job and knew the systems and it was uh it was pretty awesome to see um from my perspective just being there for four years and seeing the team come together because i had a couple playoff runs while i was there but none of them were right quite quite this good and even though the semis and the finals both went to game seven. I don't think anyone on the team had any doubt that we were going to win the whole thing. 
I think it was pretty evident that our teams were the best and it was just a matter of when it would happen. And it's a little bit closer than we wanted, but it was yeah. uh, pretty exciting that it happened. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, uh, definitely takes, takes an army. It's not just a few people who get the job done. It's everyone's playing their part. And that team is a great example of that. And it's uh, awesome that you mentioned that. Um, is there a story from your time, you know, in any of those seasons with the Raiders that kind of still makes you laugh to this day when you think about it? Is there a story? Mm. I think I think everyone getting that first day when everyone got their blown uh-huh. bullets I was talking about, that was pretty fun to watch. Um, I went with a couple teammates, Jake Butler and uh, Keenan Hawkson. We went together to get ours. Um, so that was, I, I saw them at first, obviously. Uh, but afterwards getting there and seeing that everyone actually did it was great um, because some, some teams dye, dye their hair, some teams do like haircuts, but we decided to do both. Um, and then <laughs> when we played our first playoff game, we were standing there on the ice for the anthem, um, seeing the other team. They were probably thinking that these guys are two possible ways they could have thought about it. Either they, these guys are jokes and we're going to beat them or like, oh my God, they're going to absolutely. Oh, they're going to ruin us. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, so who whose idea was that? The, the first who's who brought that up and was like, let's do this. Um, if I had to guess, I don't remember for sure. I'd have to say Cowie. Uh, okay. My first year there, I think we did red, red uh, haircuts. Like we dyed our hair red for Raiders. Um, yeah. That was, I think, a little bit more of a process. I think blonde was a little bit more, and it wasn't as evident too. You couldn't really see, um, but the blonde kind of stood out. Um, it was if you look back at pictures after we won and guys have their helmets off you can see everyone's roots growing in and it's mostly brown dark black roots underneath of all the people Um, but yeah if I had to guess I'd say probably Cowie's idea um, off the top of my head yeah awesome Um, you know what you mentioned if I was in that lineup looking at a bunch of guys with blonde mullets I'd probably be afraid so (laughs) well it obviously worked so yeah, exactly. You have to look at a picture of Hutton after we won because he chipped his tooth at the end also. So he's got the most crooked smile with a broken tooth, long mullet. He's it's it's a pretty great picture. I'll, de- I'll definitely uh go check the files for that one, see if we can uh, <laughs> bring that one out. Um awesome. So you obviously made your way to D3 hockey with the Salvage Seahawks after your time with the Raiders. How how did that come about for you? Um, yeah, I, uh, at the end of my season, I was actually under the impression I was going to end up with a different school and they had a coaching change. Um, so it didn't quite work out. And Peter got on the phone and started calling around some of his contacts. Um, and I got a phone call from Salve as an Ottawa boy. I'd never really heard of the school before, um, to be completely honest, but I wanted to go visit. I heard Newport, Rhode Island was beautiful. And I went and visited. This campus was amazing. The coach was really trying to turn around the culture there. Um, <clears throat> the year or two prior to my class joining, the team was like a one-win team, but he was bringing in a lot of new guys. He was a brand new coach. Um, and the way he was speaking about what he was trying to do with the program was very intriguing to me. Um, just starting from kind of from scratch and building up a team was pretty re- uh, like a rewarding idea. Mm-hmm. And then after viewing the campus, the campus is beautiful. Um, it's right on the ocean with these old mansions that are straight out of Great Gatsby. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> and I also um, learned 
that I would be able to graduate in three years and be able to do my master's there as well in my fourth year. So that was a big selling point for me, um, being able to do that all at the same school. Um, no need to take a GMAT or an entrance exam for my MBA. So that was incredible um, just because I took classes while I was playing with the PN after high school. Right. So that, that was an important part for me to be able to do that my four years, be able to play all four years. Um, and it just, I really enjoyed what the coach would say on the trip um, about what he was trying to do with the program. Yeah, no, that's good that uh, you kind of bought into uh, what they were selling there and it worked out for you both uh, academically, but also on the ice as well. Um, I'm interested in like your experience at the school. Um, how did you find kind of, you know, leaving Ottawa? Had you been outside the country before, kind of visited before? How did you find that? Um, yeah, so I did not know anybody going into school. Uh, so that was something that was new, but I had a feeling I'd be able to at least have 20 different friends on the hockey team right away, which was nice. And that was evident within the first few hours, got a text from one of the guys saying that he heard I was on campus, loved to hang out. Um, we had a dorm meeting later on that day and I was wearing some type of hockey hat. And one of the guys came up to me and said, Oh, are you on the hockey team? I'm on the hockey team too. Um, that person, his name is Peter Gentoli. We're still very, very good friends to this day. I'm actually co-best man at his wedding coming up in September. So it, it was an awesome experience wow. getting with the team. Um, it was very seamless, which was good. The experience yeah. at the school itself was awesome. Um, everyone is super nice. As I was saying, the campus is awesome and Newport, Rhode Island is, is quite the place to live for four years, um, which is, was awesome to be at. Um, and I, as a little piece of advice for those junior players that are playing right now, I highly suggest if you're done with high school, take a class or two each semester. It definitely helps coming into school. Um, I took two classes per semester and one I, over the summer, one of the summers, um, once I finished high school, I was able to transfer in uh, nine classes, so a full year's worth oh, of yeah. classes. So I was able to graduate in three years um, and do my master's. If you want to just do a tab of lighter load while you're playing, that's also something you should definitely do uh, because one or two classes a semester is really not a burden for you while you're playing. You're, you have nothing else going on aside from practice and, and games, uh, but it makes it way easier when college starts because balancing academics and the athletics are tough um, and the academics should definitely come first. Um, mm -hmm. Although it does feel sometimes like you're an athlete student, the student part of it should come first always. So definitely take classes if you can, um, enroll in a couple, whether it's at Algonquin, Ottawa U, Carleton, um, take a few classes. It's super helpful in the long run. Um, and it kind of sucks during because you just want to hang out with your friends while you're playing juniors when you're 18, 19 years old. But in the long run, it, it definitely help, it works out and you'll appreciate it then for sure. Yeah, it's, it's awesome that you can just transfer those credits to wherever you're going once you got that head start. Um, and, you know, talking to a lot of guys that, that, that hopped on the pod, like they, they really do talk about, you know, student athlete, but you got to focus on that student aspect as well. You can't kind of let that go to the back of your mind or, or you could fall back and it could cost you in the long run, like you mentioned. So um, it's good to put that message out there for, for younger guys who, uh, who are starting to think about that kind of stuff. Totally. Awesome. Uh, what was your favorite uh, thing playing in Newport? Oh gosh. Um, I mean, the campus, I keep saying it, the campus yeah. was amazing. I got to go was, visit it. 
it's yeah if anyone hasn't been to Newport Rhode Island it's it's not too far from Ottawa Montreal um, it's an hour or so outside of Boston um, it's right on the ocean it, you can't really beat it I'm a big uh, seafood shellfish fan and they've got some pretty fresh seafood there so that was awesome being there but in terms of the hockey um, the school really started to appreciate us once we started to win um, our like I was saying, we were not the best team the year before my class came in. And my freshman year, we weren't the best during the season, but we scraped into a playoff berth and we ended up just riding a hot goalie and some hot play into the finals and we made it to the conference final my freshman year. And so we started getting more people to the game. So that was a lot of fun and having the rink filled was awesome. Um, and we ended up throughout my four years, we made it to the finals three or four years we ended up winning in my senior year so that was a pretty nice end just like my my junior career winning the whole thing we ended up winning the whole thing my senior year um first playoff or first ncaa tournament berth in school history so that was a lot of fun um, awesome. so it was yeah it was it was a pretty cool experience being able to be there and start kind of from scratch on a team that wasn't necessarily the best into a team that ended up making its first ncaa tournament berth and then a year or two after I graduated, I don't remember if it was a year or two later, um, they ended up making it all the way to the NCAA finals and lost in double overtime. So it's been quite the turnaround for, for Salve in terms of hockey and being recognized. Um, my coach, Andy Boschetto, is a great coach. He was an incredible recruiter also. He um, is now coaching NCAA D1 as an assistant. So it's, uh, I still keep in touch with a good amount of the guys from school and they're all doing great things so it's been it's a pretty awesome experience yeah i mean that must that must be something pretty cool in common with your time with the raiders kind of having that uh that ending to to your time and being a part of something that that's growing and it's and you don't feel like you're kind of going nowhere here you feel like there's growth and um there was growth and there is growth and uh it's, it's awesome to be a part of that it's a it's a good feeling um so the draft was recently NHL draft, you know, focuses on new players. Um, but just like I said earlier, it's important to remember there's always an army behind, you know, everyone, um, especially these, you know, young guys who are getting drafted and their success. Is there a coach or staff or someone that helps you, you know, kind of find your game or something that someone that gave you really good pieces of advice um, that you can remember? Um, Peter Goulet with Nepean was an awesome coach. He knew the right bush, buttons to push, which with each individual player, he knew everyone's potential. Um, he was incredible. Uh, Dean Dorsey, I actually worked at his um, strength training gym. Um, he was our goalie coach um, and also had was like our strength coach while we were there. Um, he was a very, very positive influence for a lot of guys. He was always smiling when we do our workouts and he would partake in a lot of them and he'd be able to beat anybody in a chin-up competition. So when you saw him working and doing those things, there was no real excuse for us. So it was awesome having both of them there. Um, assistant coach, um, Toe White, he was a great influence too as a former um, college hockey player. He came in, was always energetic. He was always upbeat. So the entire coaching staff really at Nippian when I was there was awesome. And then come come college, it's a little bit different. Um, the the coaching staff was incredible as well, but it was more so 
leaning on your teammates also to help with those buttons. Come my junior, senior year, I guess it was my senior year, I switched to center from wing and I got the whole positioning down fine, but it was more so learning like face-offs and how to, how to win those face-offs. So I leaned on a couple of guys to stay after practice me, take a few face-offs each, each practice and get better. So that way I felt confident taking face-offs um, both sides of the ice, any situation. Um, and then just having those guys there to do that was super helpful. Um, so leaning, leaning on those guys was important. Um, but the staff at Salve as well um, from top to bottom was very helpful. Andy obviously did an amazing job with the recruiting class, which are with our team, bringing it from pretty much nothing, as I was talking about before, to a championship contending team every year. And also um, the intangibles that he brought in terms of just even making the schedule. And he didn't want any cupcake matchups for us. All of our out-of-conference games were against ranked opponents. Um, we would go in for the teddy bear toss game um every year at Utica and have to see those teddy bears come down when they score a goal which was embarrassing in the moment because you'd have to spend 10 minutes cleaning them all up yeah <laughs> but it taught us we didn't want to get scored on because we didn't want to have that feeling and we'd play against them uh, we'd play against Oswego where Kenny Neal Matsuwatsky from Nippian ended up playing at and Mitch Hurley as well um, we would have games against a lot of the SUNY teams a lot of just really good opponents that were out of conference. So once we got back into our conference, we knew that we could play with any of those teams. Um, my senior year, we played against Trinity College. Um, it was the second time we played them in my four years. First time we got absolutely destroyed. Um, the second time they were the number one ranked team in the nation coming off their national championship. They scored, actually it was a good good friend of mine, Ellie Barrett. Um, he scored about 30 seconds into the game. So Immediately, I thought in my head, here we go again, but we ended up coming back. We, we won the game, um, huge momentum boost for us. And just being able to then have that confidence that we could play with those big guys was amazing to have. So even just little things like that that Andy was able to do, just having the scheduling not be playing against these mediocre teams every week. Mm -hmm. So that way we're just a great record. Our record might have been just slightly over 500 overall, but when we got into our conference at the end of the year, we were dominating teams um, just because we knew that we could play that well. And in our playoff run, our last year, we ended up winning. We didn't even let up a goal. We shut out all three games in the playoffs. It was our goalie played incredible. Um, but just as a team also, we guys were buying in completely to our systems and it was all systems go from there. Yeah. It's, it's good to, uh, to have that um, buy-in for sure. And, kind of you know you play the best and you're gonna get better it's it's like a it's an age-old rule that you you always get better if you play against opponents that are tougher it makes you tougher and it makes uh makes everyone a little better and, and ready for uh like you said for the conference and you guys ended up doing doing extremely well so um no that's awesome uh, i got one more question for you we kind of talked about um advice to give to kind of guys going through an Nepean program in terms of school um, is there another piece of advice that, you know, you'd give younger guys, uh, right now that could be useful to them? Uh, maybe something you would have told yourself even at, at a younger age. Um, yeah, just, I'd say, keep trying to get better. Um, every practice, try and get better. A big jump for me from playing in Nepean to college was these battle practices that we'd have in college. We played so many games in junior that, um, 
we didn't have those battle practices because we were playing three times a week. Whereas in college, you're only really playing a few games. It's one or two games a week. That's it. So practices were super important um, just to try and stay up. So try and if you can, when you're playing junior practice as hard as you can um, and really give your all and try to get better each practice and then come college, hopefully um, this transition is a little bit more seamless than it was for me. It was, it's a pretty funny story. My freshman year, I was uh, just practicing. Like I was in the PN. It was kind of a flow situation where I was just go around and the coach came up to me. He's like, Sean, like I can't really play you until you start battling a practice. And it wasn't really in my nature because I didn't know it from before. I was a healthy scratch the first game. Um, the team got, uh, I think it was like a nine, nothing game or something against Hobart. We lost. And so the coach was all mad, came up to me after said like, you're playing this game. I said, great. And then, um, didn't play the whole first period first shift, second period, I got a breakaway and went down and scored. And the coach like grabbed me by my face mask. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, where does this come from? It's like, I don't know. Like I play better in the game. It's just the way it is. It's like, bring this all the time. And like, you're going to be a regular in the lineup. Um, so it's, don't just turn it on for, uh, the games. Uh, if you can't turn it on and practice all the time. And it might translate little, into the games. Exactly. Um, do the little things. The coaches are paying attention. Um, it might not feel like it, but the coaches are always watching. They'll see you working hard and they're more apt to give you an opportunity if you're working hard. Um, and use my example as a perfect example of just, I thought it would just be more of a flow thing because it was practice. It wasn't that I wasn't working hard. It's just, I wasn't trying to hit my teammates or really battle with them in the corners because I didn't want to hurt my teammates. But um, I realized that it's not going to hurt my teammates. It's probably going to make them better if I'm trying as hard as I can, because that's more of a game situation. So work as hard as you can to practice in the off season, try and get as, as good as you possibly can be and reach your potential. Uh, because once you hit college, if it's in the D3 area, like me, um, chances are you're probably not playing afterwards. Uh, it's, it's just then enjoy your four years, work as hard as you can there and do whatever the coach says, bind his system. Um, my role in my senior year was fourth line in quotes. Um, but our line played just as much, if not more than every other line, because we were playing first penalty kill. Uh, we were out there against the top line every Big single minute. game. Um, yeah, it was just, it was just us. We were two seniors and a junior. We knew that what we needed to do was um, just go out there and do our job and not let the other line score. And the coach trusted us in every situation, which was awesome. And then the finals, we, played a bunch we i think our line was plus two and i had an assist so the goals will come eventually yeah. if you buy it and you just keep working hard and just do your role keep working hard for sure well uh you know thank you so much for taking time to hop on the pod today uh, it was a pleasure getting to hear from you and getting to hear some stories and you know uh some advice is always always something i like to take away from episodes uh on the show because you know i get you get guys on here that have gone through a lot of different things and getting all those different experiences is always good to hear for, for new guys that are coming up. So again, appreciate you coming on and I can speak for everyone at the Raiders when I say good luck in New York city. Um, and yeah, thanks again for this, Sean. Awesome. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Good luck with everything. The podcast is awesome. I love listening to it. Thank you so much. Take care, man.